Welcome to the Business Leadership Experts Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping provide leadership solutions to small and medium-sized business owners. We'll talk to business experts on establishing company strategy, trends on leadership development, challenges of company culture, and understanding company finance. Now, here's your host, Mike Temple. Well, hi guys, welcome back. We're happy to have all of you joining us again with another episode of Business Leadership Experts, where we have our resident expert with us, virtual CFO Donna Phoebus at Temple Executive Coaching. And today, Donna is going to educate us on the five financial key points that every business owner must know. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, everybody who's listening. I've worked with Donna for a number of years, and uh, she's got various clients in in industries that that she's worked with. And Donna, what I've learned from you is that there are basically five strengths, financial strengths, that every business owner has to understand. Without the knowledge of these, (laughs) you're a ship rudderless at sea. And those points are liquidity, your profit margin, sales, ability borrowing, and your assets. Now that's five. Donna, with those five, which would you rank as being the most important? You know, it's a tough choice if you're gonna make me pick a few. If I had to pick, I'll pick three, okay? All right, so you do in my experience with working with clients over the years, liquidity, profit, and sales are among my top three. Let me explain a little bit. Your liquidity is basically centered around your current available cash. How much cash do you have available to you for supporting operations? Cash is an asset. Cash is what is the most liquid when you're talking about your assets. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I'm using cash for payroll, bills, materials, right? Right. And so you want to make sure that, and I'll just throw this little tidbit in there. It's easier to pull from savings, which is also liquid, than it is to sell a tractor or a truck, whatever, you know, that other type of asset is. It's just more liquid. Mm -hmm. So the more liquid your assets are, the more readily available it is. So that's what liquidity is talking about. Let me give you a quick example. I had a conversation with a gentleman and he was in the construction industry. His liquidity was like zero. His liquidity was actually coming from fast cash loans. I am not joking. What? Fast cash loans. He had three of them at 40000 a piece with 25% interest wow. that he was having to try and survive on. I mean, he had an amazing business structure, but he was not liquid whatsoever. All of his monies were tied up in equipment. Um, he was in a bad place. However, um, over the last year or so, he's pulled out of it and he's actually working in the black now and he's they're doing wonderful. So it was a little scary at the beginning, but they're doing really good now, which is Thank you, Donna Phoebus. Which is awesome. <laughs> I wish I could take the credit for that. Yeah, I ended up not working with him, but I did give him some good tips. Obviously, being as upside down as he was, you know, there just wasn't an opportunity for us to work together. So I just left him with a few tips. That's basically all I could do for him. But I was really happy to hear that, you know, it turned out that way. So Yeah, you would have had to get another Uh, loan to pay you. (laughs) 
right? Yeah. You would have had to build another house or whatever, you know. <laughs> Get <laughs> so, another credit card. Um, <laughs> so profits, everybody knows, is what's left over after you've paid all your obligations. So all your cost of materials or cost of goods sold, you know, your regular costs that are your direct costs, like your rent, your phone bill, mm-hmm. payroll, taxes, profits, or lack of profits, they either are going to increase or they're going to decrease your cash, which affects your liquidity, right? I say that as an example, if you have a down month in sales, your costs are still there. You have to pay those regardless of how much your sales were. You still have a building that you have to pay rent on or, you know, a mortgage on, right? So you're digging into your liquidity. You're digging into your cash. You know, the opposite is true if you are turning a profit. You are adding to your equity and you're adding, I I would suspect that you're adding to your liquidity (laughs) unless you have another issue, which is a whole nother topic. So, yeah. Uh, example of a client that I work with. When we first started working together, he was losing money. He was having to dig into his cash reserves to float his business. It was not a good situation. So it was eroding his liquidity. He was, I'll, I'll call it running on fumes, really. Right. Um, and, you know, you don't want that. So, and he didn't really have any assets that he could have even sold that were less liquid. So, I mean, he was really kind of coming down to the wire on how he was going to move forward. So something you said, Donna, you said that when you have an up month sale, um, you know, with, with profits, of course, sales should be adding to the profits. And then you said you should be adding to your liquidity position. That's an element of discipline. Instead of pulling the money out or being tempted to do something else, you've got to have a plan and there's an element of discipline. You've got to be able to control your cash instead of your cash controlling you. This is the Donna Phoebus show. Control your cash before it controls you. Sorry to hear about the gentleman who had the fast cash loans and we don't know the story to that. But were there, were there opportunities in the past where he could have been adding to his liquidity position? Did he have the discipline to do that? Of course, we don't know. But that does require a certain element of discipline and control for business owners to control the cash so that later the cash doesn't start to control you. And you know what we talk about? You start having to make irrational decisions. Uh, it adds yeah. to stress. We've talked about earlier where if you're not in a good cash position, the anxiety, even the depression that it can add to, and you start to hate your business at some point. You can barely cover your overhead and t- to be able to pay yourself, well, you know, forget that as well, right? Yeah, I didn't want that to go unnoticed. I really enjoy that. So I, I apologize. So your next one, you're talking about the sales component. Yeah, so, you know, using that same guy, you know, your number one, your sales is the money that you're generating from your product or your service, right? Your ability to borrow and your assets are important as well as your sales profit and your liquidity. But again, that's a whole nother topic. So we're not going to get into that today. Um, (laughs) Don't do it. Let me just go back to the gentleman that I was just speaking about. So Mm -hmm. I mentioned that his sales were not coming out as expected. When we started working together, we developed his strategy, which is the outline of his plan of attack for the next 12 months on how we were going to achieve growth. So increasing his profitability, just his overall value of his business, being able to function and just remain able to keep going forward. 
his sales weren't coming out as they were expected. There were some other changes that we were working on that just weren't happening fast enough for him. Just the nature of the business that he's in. So, you know, his costs remained flat. The sales were down, which again was eroding his cash. Um, And it kind of just ties right into that profit piece, right? So you have to have sales in order to have profit. So the two are, you know, they're connected. Using those examples of your liquidity, your profit and your sales, Mm -hmm. those three among the other the other two are super important because knowing where you are financially helps you make important decisions. Some of those decisions might be if you want to buy a new building, say you're growing and you don't have enough space. You want to be able to borrow the cash to find that building, building it, or even, you know, if you need a, a new piece of equipment, maybe you need a truck, maybe you need a big tractor. So most importantly, you want to know where you're at in your financial position because it will tell you if you have the funds to execute the strategy that you're building for yourself. I like that. That is key, is that strategy. Because I've said it before, and I love this little comment. You can't function your business and operate it just floundering about, you know, just winging it. Like I like to do these podcasts. I just love winging it. It's fun to me. I like I like just the ad lib. Then I don't have to think so much, right, and overthink things. But that strategy, you it gives you clarity. It gives you confidence. And it gives you that path that you need to move forward. So you know what your objectives are, you know, you know what your goals are and you know the action items you have to take to get you from this point to that point. Right. Right? Excellent. At some point, all five of these elements, liquidity, profit, sales, your ability to borrow and assets, they're going to get tested, right? Donna, do you have any examples maybe where businesses were truly tested on these five elements? Uh, Absolutely. And it's one we've all heard of. COVID! (laughs) I know everybody's tired of hearing about COVID. All of these five points we experienced as business owners in some way, shape, or form. Some of them experienced it far greater than others. So these points will play into to, you know, the first question you can all ask you is how far were you able to survive into the pandemic while you were paying all of your fixed and variable costs and keeping your doors open? Ouch. Everyone knows that if you were not liquid, you did not have the reserves to fund your business during a downtime. They're no longer operating. Or if they are, they're so far in debt, it's going to take them years to dig out. So COVID tested each one of these points. What was your liquidity? How readily available your cash was that you had on hand to support your operations, you know, were you able to adapt? You know, a lot of people had to, and you saw them adapting their business structure to keep going. All of the restaurants that made changes to join like DoorDash and Grubhub and things like that to deliver, you know, a lot of people went to online. Some of them were just very talented in how they transitioned their business to adapt to Mm -hmm. the changes Mm -hmm. that they were having to deal with. Um, They didn't have a choice, you know, if they wanted to operate. Some of them didn't have the ability to borrow money. It just wasn't there for them. Maybe they didn't qualify for the PPP loan or, you know, the, uh, what was the other one? Uh, The EIDL. They couldn't qualify for the loan for one reason or another. So it left them struggling. And so- it didn't cover everything. Right. Either of those loans were not the magical cure, right? Right. The other piece is, you know, again, your ability to borrow money, but more importantly, so the assets and your position in your asset, um, assets are good, but if you have them kind of tilted, I guess, is, right. is how I'll describe that, will either help or hinder your company. 
because just because you have an asset doesn't mean you own it outright. True. Make sense? Yeah, right. If you're buying a truck, you're buying a car, you're going to have a payment on it. You're smart to have a payment on it because if you go in and you pay all your cash for a $50,000 truck, that's 50 grand in operating cash you no longer have. Correct. So most people will lease or buy on a payment plan. Here's a perfect example. I was just reading the other day, rental car agencies. If anybody has driven by an, a big airport recently, you see thousands of cars in all of these lots that are rental cars, you know, for these big rental companies. And the majority of their income comes from, you know, their spots that are in the airports. Rental car agencies were having to offload and are still having to offload some of their inventory mm. of their cars, all of their assets, right? Right. All of these assets of these thousands and thousands of cars that they have on their fleet. They had to sell them to generate cash. So here again, cars are not liquid. Mm-hmm. So they were having to generate the cash by selling so that they could gain some cash so they didn't have it all going out right. and reducing their debt. Actually, I read in the, in the article, they filed for bankruptcy a couple of weeks ago on the oh, wow. 21st of May. They had to file bankruptcy. Avis, as, a, as an example, they struggled also, but they were in much better shape, which means they were more liquid. They had more operating cash and cash reserves to fund their business during difficult time. If you want to learn more about it, it's on CNN Business. That is what I read um, and where I got my information from. So if you want to read more about it, it's on their on their right. site. There's a huge article on it. You've been listening to the Business Leadership Experts podcast hosted by Mike Temple, where we engage with experts in business growth for small and medium-sized companies. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Please let us know what you think through our social media channels on Facebook, LinkedIn, and our website at templeexecutivecoaching.com. We would love to hear from you.